What is up, podcast listeners? Thank you for giving me a few moments of your day to listen to this podcast. This is the Matt Baxter Show. I'm your host, Matt Baxter, and this podcast is about purpose, passion, and calling. Super stoked to have you as a listener because we're going to dive into some awesome, intense stories about people who are going through this journey of this thing called life, and we're all just figuring this out together. But seriously, you're giving me a little bit of your time, and I want to make sure it's valuable and worthwhile. So have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was getting this podcast off the ground, we first started as the Wedgecast, evolved into the Matt Baxter Show. There was a lot of questions that we had, like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show in all the different places like Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, Zencaster, all these different places. And yet it just seemed very, very complicated. But the simple thing for us as we began to navigate the waters is the answer to every single one of these questions, questions excuse me, was really simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Yeah, free. And it's ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise in your podcast. That means you can get paid podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, making money. Okay, it's sweet. It's easy. It's not a big cheap plug on an ad, but it's just simple and easy to use. So for us, it's one of the best parts about it is we can do it entirely remote or in studio. So you can record, you've got that really, really high, you know, high in the sky person that you're going to have as a guest on your podcast. You got to do it remote. Anchor is easy to use. You got people who are willing to come to your studio, your house, your office, wherever you're recording it. Boom. Anchor. Love it. Simple, easy, simple and easy to use. So if you ever want to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. On this episode of the Wedgecast, I'm hanging out with Dr. Natalia Vichowski. She is just absolutely phenomenal. So we actually recorded this episode on a Sunday. She was in the middle of a brunch in Germany with friends, and she took time out of her amazing barbecue afternoon to record a podcast with me. So I was just fired up for that. She is an author. She is a speaker. She is a LinkedIn contributor. She is the CEO of her own company, and she's a coach of coaches. I just can't say enough good things about her. This episode was phenomenal. I had an absolute blast. I feel a little guilty that I took her away from a, from a barbecue with friends and family, but I'm glad she took the time to do this. This podcast was awesome, and I hope you enjoy. Dr. Vihoski, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thank you so much, Matt, for your time and for this fantastic opportunity. Yeah, so it's Sunday morning here in the United States, and you are currently whereabouts in the world? In Germany, close to Hanover, at my my friend's place. Usually at my mom's place, today at a friend's place. Love that. So uh, before we hopped on, you briefly mentioned uh, you were barbecuing. So like, what's a, what's a classic barbecue dish in Germany? Uh, we love our bratwurst, so this barbecue sausages with a huge salad and some some French baguette with some, um, how do you call it, like some special butter with a lot of herbs and a cold beer. That's how we Germans barbecue. Oh my goodness. So uh, I don't know how you're just not ready to take a nap right now because I would just be conked out for the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had an iced coffee after that, so now I'm all yours. Oh, love. <laughs> 
love that. Love that. That's amazing. All right. So tell me your story. So like, obviously your, your content is all over LinkedIn. You're making an amazing splash and impact on people all over LinkedIn, but like where, where, where does the background come from and what, uh, what's led you up to today? So I studied social science. And when you do that, the job doesn't exist for you. You can end up in HR in marketing, in politics, in nonprofit organizations, but I never really understood that. So I first started working in the educational field. I left Germany and moved to the United Arab Emirates and worked there for the um, yeah, educational sector for the government sector. Did that, then moved to the private sector, worked in marketing, then hit the age of 29 and got a, I'll always say it's a mix between a midlife crisis slash a spiritual awakening in which I asked myself, why on earth am I here? What do I want to do with my life? What is purpose? Do I really want too much? Am I crazy? Like, why? Like, literally, why? Um, and then went on sabbatical, quit my job, and literally decluttered my life, unlearned everything that I ever knew, learned how to meditate, changed my language, kicked out 85% of my friends out of my life, changed my diet, changed my routines, created a list with all of the things that I always wanted to do, and failed myself up to my dream lifestyle and dream job, which is being a personal branding strategist and a keynote speaker. I realized that I love to help people shine and stand out and being extraordinary. And I realized that the area of self-marketing or personal branding is the perfect platform for me because it combines all of the aspects that are important in my life that made a difference in my life. So now I'm teaching the next generation of coaches, consultants, and experts to do exactly the same. That's amazing. So um, going back a little bit to the story. So during the course of this uh, uh, midlife crisis slash causation for spiritual awakening, was there something that happened that you were just like, uh, what, or was this like more of a, a small kind of buildup that ultimately led to sort of like that same exact reaction? I mean, what, what sort of spurred that to begin? I reached a stage in my life where a lot of people said, wow, you made it. You're so successful. You're amazing. And I looked at my life. I looked at my day. I looked at my job and I really didn't feel successful. And I realized what does that even mean? And parallel to that, I got very, very sick. I ended up in hospital once per month and the doctors couldn't tell me what it is. But they said, listen, if you continue doing what you do, this is going to get chronic and then you're going to get cancer and you know, most probably after that, you're going to die. So I was like, whoa, okay. So apparently my body is trying to tell me something, but I do not understand it. And then... Uh, don't ask me how. I read about this sentence, most probably it was somewhere on Facebook or Instagram, this one quote that said, the pain that you're going through is self-created. And for me, that was, that was like a reality check, like a slap in my face. And I realized that I really need to stop and unlearn and rethink because life does need to be so much pain. Life doesn't need to be so much suffering. I was crazy enough and crazy in quotation marks to believe that there must be a smarter, a kinder, a better way of living than this, this life full of disease and, and um, mediocrity and unhappiness. And yeah, I, do, I was just a mess, to be honest. <laughs> so uh, through that, 
I guess, what was your definition of success at the time and what has evolved into be your definition of success today? Back then, I believe that success means having a stable job, having an awesome title, achieving prestigious things like getting titles, being on the cover of leading magazines, driving a fancy sports car, living in one of the world's most amazing cities, being able to drive, uh, to go and celebrate with your friends and buy anything that you want, traveling, you know, that perfect sex in the city lifestyle, that type of thing. That, yeah, that's what I, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that this is uh, this is what success looks like, and then I had it, and I was like, "Wow, that's so shallow." So for me today, success means helping other people overcome their own limiting beliefs and helping others to to stand out, to live happier, to live more successful lives, to work on something that is bigger than yourself to make a difference, to make an impact and to leave the world one day thinking, oh, maybe it is a tiny little bit better than it was before I was born. Yeah, that's fantastic. So I guess transitioning into what you are doing today. Well, actually, no, I want, I want to ask one more kind of on, the, on, that, on that space, if that's okay. So you went through this major like change in life. You Change your diet. You meditated. You, uh, you know, quit like quit transition your job, and then all of a sudden, like you talked about, uh, you left some of your friends or removed relationships in that sense. Did mm -hmm. that all happen in like a cold turkey sense, or is this just like again, kind of a slow realization, or were you, you know, this has got to go enough, enough's enough, and onward. It was more the enough is enough approach. I told everybody, listen, I'm a mess. I need to figure out who I am and what I want first. I don't know in which direction this goes. I don't want to hurt you and I want to protect you from myself. So it's a little bit like going into a cocoon. You know, I'm a little caterpillar and I hope that I'll come out as a beautiful butterfly, but I need that distance. I need to figure out what it is. And for me, you know, creating this safe bubble or hub or cave or however you want to call it, that helps me a lot in really creating that distance to other people, to my old life, to my old lifestyle, to my old habits. And um, yeah, I thought it was so much easier to throw everything away or to say no to everything and then slowly but surely um, look at certain aspects of your life and then find your own answers, find your own routines, find out what works for you, find out what makes you happy find out what what yeah what is fulfilling for you so yeah cold turkey it was for me absolutely love that so when you typically transition into helping people in that capacity so somebody who's in that you know either same space uh that they were this like man i'm an absolute mess or they're in this now path that it's like i want to find myself which do you typically prefer to work with? Do you typically to pr prefer to work with the person who's not quite figured out that, that they're like that they're a mess or somebody who's on the first step towards figuring themselves out? I prefer working with those people who already figured out what they want to do because what I realized is I made a huge mistake in trying to figure out all of my problems on my own. So that's why it took me so long. If I would have had the courage um, 
the courage to ask somebody who's a professional therapist or coach or healer or shaman or consultant or whatever, I knew that this journey wouldn't have been so long and so painful. But back then, I was like, oh, how do I find the right person? And I don't know how this whole coaching and consulting business works, whatever. So I did a lot on my own. And um, so that's why I realized that you cannot achieve and you will not achieve your best version of yourself. And you will not be as balanced and as amazing as you could be in life when you do everything on your own. There are experts in different fields and it always makes sense to work with these people. I do believe that we all have some sort of limiting beliefs or some sort of energy blocks or some sort of traumas or however you want to call it. For me, these are just labels. And you know, this was created because of the way we have been socialized and the way how certain people talk to us, etc., etc. And we walk around with these ideas and they are a little bit like stones that we have in an invisible backpack that we're carrying. And a lot of us try to fly, but we can't because we, yeah, we're walking around with these stones, but we forget about them. So this is why it's so important that before you work on your personal branding, before you work on marketing yourself, on selling, on being a public figure, that you take a little bit of a break and that you work with life coaches, with career coaches, with psychologists, with um, healers, or whatever it is to let go of the things that drag you down that are in the past. And I am not qualified to help people with that. I know people who can help. And then I refer these individuals. And I always say, once you figure that out, please come back. I would love to help you. But I learned to say no. And I think everybody should work with the pro and the go-to person and in the specific field, depending on the challenge or, or problem. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a learning how to say no, I think is a very, very difficult but rewarding skill to have. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Um, so this is going to be a bit of a weird question that I got to figure out the exact way to ask it. But so you before this, uh, you know, uh, midlife crisis, if say you wanted, uh, say that, per, that version of you came to yourself now and say, I want to work on building a brand. Would you today be able to tell that person that like, you're not ready for that or you need to go back or the brand that you're building is not who you truly are? I would, with the right question, figure out what do you want to achieve? What are your values? Why do you want to do what you want to do? Who's your ideal client? And back then, I wouldn't be able to answer these questions. So then, you know, once I have, let's say, analyzed my old self based on these things, I would ask a different set of questions. And then, in a very diplomatic way, guide my old self towards individuals that I know right now and say, this person is a very amazing um, uh, expert who helped me. By the way, have you read that book? Have you read that documentary? I have the sense this could really be a game changer for you because I have been in your situation and I know how it feels. And uh, I guess that my old self would have listened and then Read, read that book and watch that documentary and then contacted most probably a therapist first. Yeah. <laughs> At that point said, yeah, I'm not quite ready for that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so how do you balance like your world of professional coaching? And I'm sure 
at some way, shape, or form, you probably become friends with some of the people you coach. How do you balance like appropriate barriers, like even with like friends, for example? So how do you not just naturally become everybody's therapist, even in like a friend context? Um, oh, that's a tough question. I mean, what I do is I have developed this personal branding group coaching program. So it's eight weeks, and during this eight weeks, in every module, there's something that people learn. So for example, profile sharpening or your routines or how do I create great content or how do I network with individuals? So during these eight weeks, we focus on these things and people ask me a lot of questions around these challenges. And then after these eight weeks, slowly but surely there are conversations that also might go into different areas i mean during the end of the coaching people usually open up and we also talk about different areas um but i i always ask myself the question uh, people people want to learn from me they see me as a teacher they see me as an authority figure so what would I expect from such a person? How far can I go so that they still listen to me, that they listen to my advice? Because I think when you might go too too crazy or you go too much into the friend direction, that they might not see you as an authority figure anymore. Might be a wrong belief, but this is what worked for me so far. So I really go by gut feeling, and this is what I've learned over the last four years. And um, yeah, that perfectly works. Or if some of my friends actually, they they ask a lot of questions and that almost goes already into a consulting session. And I say, listen, if you want to have a great conversation and catch up, this is what we do. If you want me to work with you professionally on that challenge, then let's book in a proper session. But then I want you to listen to me and then implement the things as if you would have paid me like a client. Um, I'm not here to listen to your problems and then give you advice and then you're not going to do anything. I'm sorry. This is a waste of my time. This is a waste of your time. So we have two options. Either we're in the friend zone here and we do friend stuff or we go into the, you know, into the professional setting, but then I expect you to implement um, what I say. This is usually the deal that I have, and so far it works pretty well. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always a fascinating question that I have, especially like either talking to counselors, I mean coaches, I mean any 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 mentor. Like, how do you balance when you do that as a professional balancing life relationships with that and not making that? Yeah, that that would be. I would imagine that's a challenge. Mm. Yeah. So who? What are qualities that you? in particular look for in somebody who coaches or mentors you? I want to see that this person worked in that field, in that bubble for at least two, three years. And that that person really understands me and what I want to achieve. So these are the two first criteria that I that I always give my, I, I mean, for me, when I have an initial consultation call or however you call them, power calls or discovery call or whatever, um, I, I have a list of questions that I want to know. And I, I make sure that um, I understand how the person works and if um, their way, the way, uh, way, their methods, if, if that 
fits to my way of seeing the world and yeah if it fits or if it doesn't fit like for example now I work with an amazing sales expert who is, um, you know, who helps me scaling my business to the next level. And he was recommended by a friend and like on paper, everything was amazing. And I had a conversation with him. It's like, wow, he's amazing. But something, something is missing and I cannot tell you what it is. And this guy is so amazing. He's emotionally so intelligent. He's like, I can sense that something is bothering you. Like something we're not, vibrating on the same level or whatever and I was like yeah you're not smiling and then he was laughing or smirking he's like yeah that's just my my face you know I have this resting bitch face please excuse my language I'm not laughing or smiling a lot but this doesn't say anything about you know me being excited about our, our collaboration um so you know this is the small things that i that i address in in first conversation so for me yeah being an expert understanding who i am and a person that um, that that wants to work with me that is fun and it doesn't take him or herself too too seriously. I think these are like the core criteria. Well, that that was going to be my next question, and and I think you you touched on a decent amount of this. But what person would come into your life to take you to the next level? Um, I think that we all have different construction sites in our private life and in our business life, and I believe that. If you want to somewhat live a balanced life, you you cannot handle too many projects at the same time. So I I don't believe that it's healthy to, for example, scale your business to the next level and move to another country and most probably also get married and buy a new house. If you do all of that within a year, I think you'll turn into an aggressive, unbalanced monster. But could be only me. I so believe can, I, uh, can I tell you about what the month of May looked like for me? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> excluding, excluding, excluding the marriage part, I uh, sold a house, bought a house, closed a uh, funding investment round, hosted a board meeting, launched a new product, and was traveling for two and a half weeks with different partners. And man, was I a mess. So I, I, totally, I totally can get that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, sometimes life happens. And, you know, of course, then we need to function. We need to make sure that it works. But I don't believe that this is, yeah, this is not sustainable from a long-term point of view because you will get aggressive. You might get anxious. You might get depressed. Everybody reacts to that on a different level. So I give my best to balance projects. So I say one business project, and once this is closed, then I go into private projects. Once this is closed, I go into business, etc. So um, last year, for example, I realized that I didn't feel good in my body and I, I had a little bit of skin irritation. So I wanted to figure out what is wrong with my nutrition and, and my lifestyle and everything. So I did a food test and I realized that I was eating certain things that I, I shouldn't eat. And that was the reason that why I was tired and why I wasn't so energized. So after doing all of this research and medical tests, I changed my way of, um, of grocery shopping and my way of cooking. So boom, this project is done. Fantastic. Next project was um, scaling my business to the next level. So I did one-on-one -on -one coaching for three and a half, four years. And then I realized beautiful, amazing, love it. But number one, when I'm sick, 
is a disaster. This is not scalable at all. And the impact that I'm making on this planet is ridiculous. That's a joke. Um, I want more. So this is when I got uh, my consultant. And now, you know, we do this group coaching. Once the group coaching is up and running, I'll offer mentoring on top of that, etc., etc. What the next step will be, I don't know. But I'm very sure that life will tell me very soon. Yeah, that's 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 fantastic. I mean, just the whole idea of trial and error with with your body, with your brain, with just like your mental approach with education, I think is something that is pretty undervalued. And the people that actually do it seem like they bear fruit pretty quickly on it. Yeah, I think that many of us, I see it now with um here in Germany, a lot of people they their days are super full. They, I mean, they wake up at, I don't know, eight o'clock in the morning and they need to do 10,000 things. And they do that five times per day. And they do not create the space of 10, 15 minutes of sitting down and actually reflecting, am I happy? Uh, Does this make sense? Am I being productive or am I being busy? Is this still aligned with what I want to do? Does it, you know, all of these questions, people are so busy here, or the majority of people that I know. And I think that through that, we live the way how we live year or month by month and year by year. And at a certain stage, you're what, 50, 60, 70, and you look back and say, oops, I mean, wow, I, I never wanted to live that way. But how did I want to live? And how many years do I have? And oh gosh, I wish I would have changed earlier. And for me, I just realized during my sabbatical that for me, it's very important that I, I really lived a fulfilled life where I help other people, where I've built my dream job, my dream lifestyle. So when I look back one day, I say, a hell of a ride. I made a lot of mistakes, but I forgave myself. I made a difference. Amazing. Time to go. So you get a 25, 30 minute podcast with somebody and that's the extent of which you get to spend with that person. What is the impact that you would like, what's like the single word or the single phrase or like, what's, what's the one piece of impact that you would want to leave on people in that sense? Be the change you wish to see in the world. That's what Mahatma Gandhi says. That was a a sentence that really made me think because a lot of us were unhappy with this and we disagree with that. Oh, and the way how we treat the planet sucks and the way how we treat each other is not good. And this is not good, whatever. Like a lot of us are just criticizing and blaming and nagging and we knew how to do it better, but nobody does anything. So if everybody of us just would decide on a small aspect in life It doesn't matter what it is, but if we all committed to that one thing that we would do every day to somehow add a little bit of value, to somehow help another person, the planet, animals, your neighbors, whatever it is, I am sure that we would be nicer and kinder and smarter and we would live more balanced and there would be so much war and aggression and judgment on this planet. I'm fully convinced of that. <laughs> well, that's a fantastic transition into the last question. And my favorite question on the planet is what, what at the end of the day, what, what gets you out of bed in the morning the most? The idea that I can help one individual change his or her life, like transform into being 
the person that he or she always wanted to be. And then when that person works on that and reaches certain steps, that person will do exactly the same for another individual. And that person, once he or she reaches a certain step, does that with another one. And this is the so-called ripple effect. And I fully, like for me, when clients tell me that they have achieved this or that they stopped doing that or that they met this person or let go of that person, which is so much more than just personal branding. It's really a life-changing experience. When they tell me that, I very often get goosebumps, I get tears in my eyes. And this is what life is all about, making a difference, helping other people, serving others while having an amazing, fulfilled life, having fun and not taking yourself too seriously. <laughs> I'm just pegging the fact that you probably smile and laugh a lot, right? Yep. That's a good thing. <laughs> well, perfect. I mean, I want to leave you uh, with, with a space. If there's anything else you want to let the listeners know or share or anything like that. Maybe one last thought. I realize that many of us are paralyzed by the idea of being perfect. So I believe that authentic is the new perfect. Give your best to be you, to be that person that you are at the party or when you're with your friends and also portray that individual in your speeches on social media and podcast interviews because there are other individuals out there who need you. They need to see that you exist. They need hope. And just by being you, you could again inspire just one soul to do whatever they wanted to do. So be that authentic, real human being you are, spread hope, be awesome and um, live your life to the fullest. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. This was awesome. And uh, I hope you can go back and enjoy some barbecue. Oh, thank you so much. I definitely will. 